You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, October 9th. Wished it could have been a Fernando Friday, but uh, as was the case with last night, it is not Fernando Friday. It is now just a regular Friday. It is very sad, guys. As always, I am Javier Reyes, your host of this year Locked On Padres podcast. Uh, check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is at J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up there with any comments, any DMs, any whatevers, any, any comments you might have, any questions, I might even answer them here on the podcast. Uh, you can also hit me up on the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Um, nom, 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 nom. You know, they've got all these great flavors and all that that I've, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I got to say it, guys. These things are delicious and they taste, they're soft and chewy. They're 100% chocolate. They're candy bars that are protein bars. I mean, I don't know what else you could really ask for, right? They've got 12 original flavors and they've got six new flavors coming in. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're great for the keto diet with all their high protein, low sugar, low calorie, and high fiber type of content inside of it. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, code LOCKEDON for 20% off, guys, at BuiltBar.com, so be sure to do that. Uh, Today's episode going to be recapping last night's game and then, you know, just talking about the future of this podcast and the future of the team very lightly and just kind of, I don't know, maybe I'll get a little sentimental. Who knows? But let's, let's let's just kick things off, guys, and recap last night's game. It was a, uh, it was a sad one. Uh, I don't really know what to say. Um, in a way, I wish I didn't even have to talk about it. In a way, I just want to skip to the future of the podcast and pretend last night didn't happen. But can't do that, of course, because bottom line, bottom, <laughs> I went southern for a second there. Bottom line is that it did happen, and the Padres lost by a score of twelve to three. It was, it really was a terrible game. Like it was for Dodgers fans. Obviously, they loved it. Everybody on their team got a hit, pretty much. Uh, Corey Seager, he goes one for four with two walks. Mookie Betts, he goes one for three with two walks. Max Muncy gets three walks, like just a lot of walks last night. Will Smith goes five for six with three RBIs. Um, He was great with two doubles. Uh, Cody Bellinger goes two for five, two for four from Pollock. It was just, it was one of those nights, you know what I mean? It was one of those nights where we just couldn't get anything going, you know what I mean? And a lot of people are going to say, hey, the bullpen was terrible, and A.J. Morejon, you know, he goes two innings, gives up three runs on two hits while also walking two. Craig Stammen then has a very Stammen outing. We loved him last week when he had that nice uh, opening to the Cardinals game, but he was not good here. Only goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up three runs on three hits, over 18 pitches. Luis Patino goes two of three three innings, or I should say two-thirds of an inning. He gives up a run on a hit. Tim Hill is fine, I guess. Altavilla gives up a run, and, you know, Trevor Rosenthal comes in at the, at the end of the game when we're already down by a lot, don't get me wrong, and he goes one inning and gives up four runs on two hits with two walks. Just a really disastrous bullpen outing. However, however, you can't really put everything on the bullpen because the bottom line is this, guys. We only had one game throughout the entire playoffs that wasn't a bullpen day. 
And that was the Zach Davies start from two days ago. You know what I mean? And it's not like Zach Davies was particularly good, but he did go five innings. So if that's what you're doing and expecting to win, there's definitely a flaw on your team. However, I that's not entirely true either because one of the big things is bottom line is this, guys. Mike Clevenger and Nelson Lamette were hurt. And without those guys, it was going to be incredibly difficult to defeat the Dodgers. They would have to pull peak Dodgers, you know what I mean? Peak them finding a way to lose to any team in the postseason type of luck. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, they've done that a lot. And yeah, part of me is frustrated that the one time that, that the Dodgers don't like choke and that they finally do it well, you know what I mean? Is against a team that's actually really good and one of the better teams they've played in a while and that they're just so injury rattled and all that. They're not hitting runners home when they're in scoring position. I actually saw a tweet the other day um, on my timeline that said that the Dodgers were 10 of 32 with runners in scoring position, which is a batting average around 313, and the Padres were 3 of 22 with a 136 batting average. A lot of that, I must say, I noticed a lot throughout, throughout all of the playoffs. Same thing goes for the Cardinals, too. A lot of missed opportunities when the bases were loaded. I mean, a lot. I mean, there were situations when we had the bases loaded with nobody out and didn't do anything. Grisham, like I mentioned, he struck out with the bases loaded um, just last night. Yeah, he got an infield single, though. So the Padres with bases loaded, I would love to see that stat and just to be confirmed about it. But from what, I'm in, from what I remember, he, they were just, they batted maybe like 200. Not even. They probably batted like 150 with the bases loaded. They just weren't good. And bottom line is the, the offense was very explosive in that one game against the Cardinals and otherwise they were just chipping together runs in a way and I remember throughout the season I was kind of worried like is this team a little bit too home run dependent are they counting on that too much and some would say yeah I mean just look at the other day when Hosmer and Machado homer but nobody's on base you know what I mean they're never they never get those just that that single steal and then another single it's very it doesn't feel like that's the type of ball club they are and don't get me wrong their offense is still elite and one of the best in the league but I think it should still be pointing out that you know the power did not come up and sometimes when you're relying on home runs and just big enormous hits like that you know when you face good pitching in the postseason it's not necessarily something that you can always expect so while the bullpen is definitely the big uh, thing to blame last night, let's not all forget, you know, just last week on Friday when we beat the Cardinals, we were heralding them. And if we thought that we were going to be able to go like 10 innings with another bullpen game and defeat the Dodgers, that's just really ill thinking. That's just not something I'd recommend, guys. Bottom line is if you used up your bullpen that much, eventually, you know, this isn't the 2015 Royals or whatever year that was. This isn't one of those teams that, and honestly, I don't know if there's ever been a team that just relies on its bullpen the whole time. So that's what happened. It finally caught up to us. You know what I mean? It finally caught up to us that we had not had good starting pitching basically throughout the entire series. Um, so yeah, it was sad. And I mentioned this yesterday where it was like, you know, if, if you have the Dodger fans, you know, if they're getting on us, which I doubt that the real ones aren't really not in the same way because they know, hey, we didn't have Clevenger and Lamette. Lamette is literally a Cy Young contender, you know? So, and I'm that's another thing to look forward to is I'm definitely... Uh, looking forward to seeing how the awards shake up, for sure. I want to see uh, if any of our beloved Padres get it. Maybe Cronenworth Rookie of the Year, although I do think that the the hype, the momentum on him went down. I think it may go to someone like Devin Williams now. Uh, maybe come back for Myers. Maybe slight chance Machado MVP. We'll see. But bottom line is, guys, it was it was a great season still. You know, it was an absolutely great season, and there's really nothing to be ashamed about. I know it was a really just excruciating loss. I barely was able to watch. There were points, I ain't going to lie, when it was like 9-2 to two or whatever, I think, at one point. And I was like, yeah, let me flip over to football game real quick. 
Just see what's going on. See Tom Brady throw on a fourth down, uh, thinking that it was a third down to end the game. That was that was nice, I guess. That was the highlight of my night. But it's just, you know, this is what happens. There's not much you can do. And it should be brought up. Yes, bad bullpen, but but also offense didn't always, you know, come through. And that happens in the playoffs sometimes. And you know what else happens a good amount of time, but does come through? That's Postmates. <laughs> I'm getting good at this, aren't I? Guys, you know, if you're like me last night, the only thing I wanted to do was stress eat. Not because, you know, it was a stressful game per se, because it wasn't close the entire time. But I'll tell you one thing, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Postmates, they're here for you. They could give you your food what no matter what time it is. Maybe it's 10 p.m. and you need a, a banana peanut butter paradise bar or whatever, some chocolate, some type of thing, some type of sweet if you got a sweet tooth. Maybe you need that. Maybe you need a breakfast burrito You know, at 9 a.m. Whatever you need, Postmates has you covered. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retail retailers you could possibly want or need 24 hours a day 365 days a year postmates will bring you what you need within the hour no more trips to the store you don't even have to know where the store is postmates will deliver anything to you that's right anything that's pretty cool isn't it so download the app for ios and android for free browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time for a limited time now here's the old juicy pot here's the nicest it's the meat of the package ladies and gentlemen postmates is giving our listeners 100 dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code locked on that's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days seven days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it postmate it all right guys and now now like i said maybe did i give you a lot of analysis just now no i didn't particularly bottom lines we lost the dodgers what can i say and i must say though this is that I think part of the reason I'm not that frustrated, don't get me wrong, the game two loss was frustrating, but in the back of my mind, I was like, hey, it was still a hell of a good play, and the Dodgers really are the best team, so it didn't make me that upset, and that's really just what I come back to is, it's, I rarely, as a sports fan, get mad, get frustrated when we lose to a team that is absolutely like on the top of the level. I remember years ago, and I want to use this as an example of why I think people need to be at least grateful for the moments you have. You know, and you have to be grateful for the time that you do have, the moments and great moments that your team did give you because it's really freaking hard to win a championship in every sport, for sure. But I point back to, I remember back in like 2015, 2016, that the that the Giants went, were in the playoffs. This is one of the last times that they were good. They had Odell Beckham on the team, who's basically their entire offense that year. Still Eli Manning as their quarterback. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to make this too uh, much of a football podcast now, for sure. Um, but they go into Green Bay. And this was the game that Odell Beckham Jr., he missed, like, like he dropped, like, maybe one pass, right? And then everyone was complaining because they were, like, leading up to the game. You know, they, they posted a picture about how they were vacationing. How could you do that the day before a playoff game, all this stuff? New York media can be a little bit annoying sometimes, let me tell you. Although they are brilliant, they can be annoying. Let's just be honest. Um, and that was kind of the narrative following the game. And part of me was like, why can't we just talk about, okay, you guys lost... And by you guys, I mean the Giants and Giants fans and New York media. You guys lost to Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. That's not that crazy. You know what I mean? So every now and then, I think you need to have perspective and be like, 
okay, it's not what, like, the Cardinals would have been a lot more frustrating. That's why I was so amped after that game two offensive explosion. That's why I was so excited after that series because I really wanted to beat them. I didn't want to lose to them. Do I have a hatred for that team? No, but it was definitely a team we should have beaten, you know, regardless of what the starting pitching was because I just think that they were so much better and it would have been unfortunate for us to not even make the second round when we were, I really think objectively, like the story of baseball this year. In some ways, the savior, Fernando Tatis Jr., he kind of was the savior of baseball this year. So that I would have been I would have been frustrated by. But when we lose to the Dodgers and it's like you don't got Lamette or Clevenger, Clevenger exits after one inning, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be yelling at the guys. Like I said before, yeah, the offense is annoying and they should have done better with bases loaded and scoring runners in position in general, but it's the Dodgers and they've got a hell of a ball club. It's theirs to lose. You know, especially since they made it past that first round kind of wild card madness that could have seen anything happen. It's theirs to lose at this point. Do I expect the Braves to give them a series? Yeah, I expect them to maybe give them a series. But bottom line is, hey, come on. It's theirs to lose, guys. If they don't win the World Series, I mean, they got to win at some point. You know what I mean? The Dodgers have to win at some point, right? They're kind of like the Cowboys of baseball in a way where they're, they've got all the money in the world. They've got all the attention sometimes, but they haven't won since like before I was born, right? Don't get me wrong. Not nearly as bad as the Cowboys because the Cowboys is... I'm 1 million percent, it's just a propaganda machine and media generated and not even media generated, just company ad generated that we should all be acting like the Cowboys are America's team. Please, anyone out there, invite me to talk about the Cowboys because I have lots of thoughts about politically about why I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. But anyway, this is a Padres podcast after all. Um, that's that's really my thoughts on that. So don't be a feel bad. And here's the thing, guys. Let me just read you some numbers. Eric Hosmer, 2025. Jake Cronenworth, 2025. Manny Machado, 2028. Trent Grisham, 2025. Will Myers, 2022. Mike Clevenger, 2022. Chris Paddock, 2024. Denelson Lamette, 2023. Fernando Tatis Jr., 2024. What I just read to you were a list of kind of the the universally beloved uh, Padres this year and when their contracts are up, when they're eligible to become free agents. If you don't get the hint of what I'm saying, is that it's going to be a while. The Padres this year, guys, they had a core of awesomeness. They had so many guys. This is why you cannot be down about that loss. It's the first time they make the playoffs in 2006. First time they win a postseason series since 1998. And without their top two aces, you just can't be upset. Fernando Tatis became a full-blown superstar. Trent Grisham, who in a regular year in Padres lore, would be the guy we'd all be freaking out about. A really great, definitely above-average player who... Who gets on base, although he has to work on just getting, you know, basic base hits and stuff like that. I wish he could be a better hitter, despite his good eye and on-base percentage. You know, he would be the guy that we're all freaking out about. You know what I mean? But instead, it's like, no, Manny had his bounce-back season from last year. Eric Hosmer looks like he's embracing a different part of baseball and actually using launch angle and all that stuff. Will Myers had one of the better comeback seasons that I can remember for for any Padre in years in years and years and years and years and honestly just a, a player that I had a full heel turn on you know what I mean so let's just talk about that let's just talk about the good and remember the good and remember those moments remember Grand Slam Diego remember the freaking the six Grand Slams of seven days remember wiping out the Astros are the Astros still alive in the postseason yes but take it as a badge of honor that we went in there and we swept their butts you know what I mean so we went in there and just completely just brought them back down after they were on an eight game win series remember moments like that remember moments like you know Jake Cronenworth's like first game when he made all those defensive plays at first base and second base and I think he played third at one point it was in the blowout against uh, the, the Diamondbacks maybe I don't remember exactly but remember that 
remember that this is a team that heading into the year definitely had some aspirations but not nearly to this level next year your san diego padres your slam diego padres are going to go into the season as favorites to be contenders i would argue that they're going to be in like the top seven at minimum in terms of teams and power rankings heading into next year especially when you consider that you know they've got a bright future and players are probably going to get better especially like grisham and tatis and hopefully maybe uh, some people would argue we might have seen the best of cronenworth but even still i'm so excited to see it and there's still free agency. Who knows what happens there? Maybe they go out and sign somebody like what I said yesterday with Marcus Stroman. Maybe they get somebody who's not great or whatever like Masahiro Tanaka. Maybe they add that extra starter. Maybe they go get somebody like Liam Hendricks. Who knows? Maybe they want to bolster the bullpen just a little bit more considering the bust of Emilio Pagan and considering that Kirby Yates is a free agent. I'm not totally sure if the Padres are going to want to resign him. And then arguably the biggest thing is this, and I tweeted about this last night, that young core of players, the Grishams, the Cronenworths, the Machado to an example, it's funny to say that he's a veteran, but he's still young to an extent, he's still 27, 28, I think he's 28 actually, Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., guess what guys? The Padres still have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. We still haven't seen Mackenzie Gore. We saw Luis Campizano for a hot second. And what did he do? Oh, he just hit a home run in his first at bat. Or maybe it was his first at bat. I forgot. No, I think it was like his third. But whatever. You get what I'm saying. C.J. Abrams. Even guys like Wilcox, like, there's still so much hype behind this team for the future. That's what's so great. They were great already, and they still have so much ammo. Still so many signs that they are going to be better. This wasn't a win-now team. You know what I mean? There are other teams in the league that were designed to be win right now. You know, there were teams designed to be let's compete right now. The Padres were a team that was designed to compete, but hey, if we don't contend, it's whatever. We're still hoping for Mackenzie Gore to call up to get called up, right? So that's really what I, I would leave as a parting message for all you guys. And now I just want to talk about the future of the podcast and just covering this team, guys. It was such a delight. And I really appreciated you guys, you know, following me on social media, even when I don't tweet much on my personal account and enjoying some of the content that I put out. You know, not everybody liked it. I hope that you guys did. And I hope that you guys still stick with me in the off season because, you know, it was an absolute delight. I mean, I headed into this being like, yeah, I started following this team only a few years ago and I love doing audio stuff. I did do radio station at school. I have done my own podcast before. I've done all my stuff and I like just being a content creator. And to join this Lockdown family, it was an absolute just delight and in a lot of ways it was something I never even expected. I was barely familiar with Lockdown before I just saw a job posting from from Sir Sean Woodley. So shout out to Sean Woodley uh, for the chance, giving me this shot uh, to be this host. And hopefully I do not get fired or anything like that. That would be awful and very sad. You know what I mean? Uh, and him just giving me that chance to do this 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 podcast. You know, I mean, believing in me, believing in my knowledge, my skills. I don't even know what the heck to call it because I don't like using the word talent, especially when it comes to describing myself. But that's kind of the case that we flew into here. And for me to be the host of the podcast, and don't get me wrong, I'm a million percent flexing about it. That first year I host the podcast, the Padres have like their best season ever. And I'm freaking out this whole season. It was such a delight to be part of this journey. It really felt like I was part of like this Padres family, this Padres Twitter family almost. And don't get me wrong, I ain't no Kevin AC. I'm no Dennis Lynn. I'm no... Bill Center and all these guys, I'm nowhere near as big of a Padres Twitter, Padres community celebrity as most guys. Let's not be mistaken. I am definitely on the Z tier list forever. But bottom line is I'm so grateful to even be on that Z, D tier list of Padres fans and followers. 
And in terms of the podcast going forward, still going to be doing podcasts pretty much every day for the time being, uh, for sure. Still going to make it daily. Still going to, if you guys just enjoy hearing my voice and hearing me be goofy and talk about baseball and stuff, I'm for sure going to be doing that. And in terms of specifics, you know, next week I'd say I'm going to do some like some of my more thoughts on base, basic baseball, talking about the NLCS, uh, the championship series, maybe doing little recaps of that, depending on how much I see. And maybe just talking about, you know, anything that I see on Twitter, maybe just doing fun little things where I recommend tweets recommending more baseball tweets or baseball pieces i should say tweets too no more the twitters the twitters are important uh but getting be giving recommendations and stuff like that i'm really excited because despite the fact i won't have any games to recap as much as i have been over the last two months i'm still so excited for you guys to see all the ideas that i have cooking you know what i mean i've still got some podcast cooking that i haven't even released yet that aren't exactly padre centric but whatever and i hope that you guys you know just like hearing my voice just like hearing what i do because i'm going to be just doing the same thing that i did during the when the season was even ongoing I think I'm going to be just reaching out to people and having cool people that I think uh, know baseball people that I feel like need some exposure maybe you know people like Ashley Washburn who was just someone who worked at NBC San Diego and I was like let me talk to someone what it's like about you know covering that Manny Machado moment you know what I mean as someone who's just joined again and someone who's young and getting into the industry like myself you know talking to Kevin AC even as I mentioned before I talked to him back in the early days of the podcast you guys should go and scroll through that one it was a great conversation I'm definitely going to be reaching out to more people for sure gonna be having more locked on hosts on because i love doing the crossovers there's so many ideas i have in this crazy head of mine you know what i mean and we're definitely and when the news comes out don't worry we still have stuff to look forward to that will be padre centric maybe you don't care about me doing my interviews and me doing some of my more general baseball stuff or even getting into anime sometimes and trying to connect that to baseball somehow like i did with my uh, pod with john Janeiro. you know what i mean we still got stuff like free agency to look forward to there's still other things to look forward to we there will be news between now and when the next season starts you know, and I just want to give a shout out to, like I said, you know, Sean Woodley for giving me the chance and all the guests I had on the podcast, you know, Jeff Snyder and his his Dodgers, wishing them somewhat the best, so a little bitter, but honestly, I am rooting for him because he's super great. I've loved having him on the podcast. Jason Burke, Gabrielle Starr, who I feel like it's been, it's almost like it's been too long since I've had her on the podcast. It's kind of like there's a there's an alarm, like, all right, you have to have Gabrielle on the podcast somehow since we've done so many together. Uh, John Chick, when we did the whole March movie Madness and all that stuff. Gab Gowdy who I had on a really long time ago kind of as a bonus because I just felt like throwing an extra episode for you guys she's got a really funny Twitter by the way I, I recommend everyone checking that out you know Jeff Snyder of the San Diego Union Tribune uh, he gave me a great uh, it was really fun talking to him when I did uh, Ben Higgins of Ben and Woods on 97.3 the fan in San Diego that was really cool to have him on just for a quick second to talk about some all-timer Padre things and Lucas Smith from the Cardinals you know, Bryce Paterik of the Rangers, you know, I talk, I feel like I saw Stacey Gotsoulias of the Yankees, I managed to have her on uh, multiple times, some really underrated podcasts, by the way, uh, that we, I feel like we did, uh, AJ Andrews of Locked On Blue Jays, when she was a narrator, she was the moderator, I should say, you know, early, early, early days, Michael Peterson of SB Nation, just having a kind of general talk about what it means to be a community manager since she just started doing that there was so many different guests i had on the show and if arguably i'd say that that's the thing i'm most proud of the fact that i had so many different voices other than myself because if you guys remember in the original trailer for this podcast the key to life my friends when you're not very smart like myself and you're a little dumb like myself you surround yourself with people that are much smarter than you breaking news guys that's my bit you caught me you know what I mean that's what I do so yeah I just with all that said guys I just 
So yeah, don't get me wrong. This is not goodbye. It almost sounds like I'm saying goodbye. I'm just saying that this season has been amazing. I want to really, really uh, just hone in on that, really express that and stress that I just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And it was so fun just to be a minor cog in this sports world machine, I guess. And that some of you, even if it was just a couple, maybe it was just like one or two of you uh, enjoyed hearing my voice and the content that I do on here. And I'm looking forward to the off season, uh, some other episodes, just to give you guys some more specific detail on some things that are more Padre centric, going to be doing some top 20 uh, moments of the year. That's going to be super fun. Probably going to split that up into two doing my, you know, my, some of my wish list items for the free agency talking about you know what the team could have improved on you know just giving a general updates on who you know if the Trevor Bauer tweets again something crazy I'll talk about that if he tweets about something with the Padres again I'll definitely be talking about that do not worry guys the show goes on the show goes on everybody but with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. You're going to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Sound Overcast. I always almost say SoundCloud. Uh, Overcast, Himalaya, you know, whatever. Wherever your podcast service is, it'll be on there. Follow the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or myself, which is at Javapeno on Twitter. And if you want, you can go give it some reviews on iTunes. That would be cool if you would like to do that. And until next time, stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.